Hello and welcome to episode number 13 of News of the Nerd, the podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, video games, comic books and anything else remotely nerdy. Today is a news episode and I am Ben and I'm here with my brother slash co-host Jason. Hello, you changed the intro up a bit there, you threw me off. (laughs) How are we today Jason? I'm good, I'm good, I'm glad that we're finally recording this. Yeah, I feel like I've just been dying for the past few days. Yeah, like we put out the Ant-Man episode and at the end of the Ant-Man episode, it's like, we'll be back in a few days because the plan was to do one after the other. I mean, I think we recorded the Ant-Man episode and we're like, I'm tired, let's go to bed. <laughs> and then, so we we're going to do it the next day and then the next day, like, I didn't feel well that day. Like, let's uh, let's do it in a few days. And then yesterday you weren't feeling well. So it's like, we're finally, finally getting to do it. <laughs> finally doing it so as i said today is a news episode so we've got a fair bit of news and some trailers to talk about yeah shall we start um, off with trailers so yeah i feel like because some of those are a couple of weeks old now specifically the ones that were uh, were released during the super bowl which is yeah. an american thing that they do with a, a ball and they call it football but they mainly don't use their feet I'm hoping people know what the Super Bowl is. I tried to watch it once, you know. I like I like it. It was really boring. I like it. You've got to understand it though. You don't have to understand it. They have to actually fucking do something. They do. No, you know what? I like I watched the Super Bowl because I thought like all of America love this shit. All of America like they can't all be wrong there's got to be something to it because i'm not generally a sporty person i thought maybe this is the sport for me so i'll give it a go and uh it started off fine uh for the first like 15 seconds and then we had to stop and have a little meeting and then they played on again and they, they, they played for about five or ten seconds and then they stopped and had another little meeting and then they ran other way for about five seconds and then they stopped and had another little meeting and then i turned it off <laughs> So what you're not understanding is that one got tackled, so they have to start. Why does it take so long, though? Why does it take so long? Who, to, what like... teams were you watching? Oh, I don't know. It was it was the first time the Super Bowl was played live in the UK, I think, like on terrestrial TV. I think Channel 4 got it for the first time. And I thought, yeah, I'll give this a go. But it, there's just so many, so many stoppages. And I think that's probably because... In America, they have ad breaks a lot more often. So they probably won't be sat just watching them discuss the plans for the next play. They'll be watching some a few adverts. Yeah, they do pop up adverts on American ones. But here, you know, we have adverts like every 15 minutes. And so you, you just sat waiting for too long. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I'm not a sports person. I don't like football. But I would much rather watch football than American football from that one experience I've had. I enjoy watching sports. The only sport I, I just can't stand watching, and they play it all the time at work on the screens we have above us, is cricket. Can't stand it. It's the most boring thing ever. Uh, anyway, we got distracted. Let's talk about some trailers. Uh, which so, one shall we talk about first? The first one, we'll do the one that got released today, about 20 minutes ago as we're recording. Okay. Um, so Peter Pan and Wendy on Disney Plus. Now, I thought this trailer actually looks really good. I was surprised to see that it's going straight to Disney Plus. 
it looks pretty high budget, doesn't it? Yeah, but we know what Disney are like now. They they're just like, yeah, you yeah, have some money, have some money, do what you want. Yeah, yeah, they are they are putting a lot of a lot of money into Disney Plus originals. But yeah, this looks like you know. I feel like this could have been released at the cinema and made a profit. Yeah, visually it looks great. It does look good. I will probably give it a watch. I do, I do want to just predict how much uproar there is going to be from this on the casting choices of Tinkerbell and Peter Pan. We aren't. We know there are people out there, and we spoke about this with things like The Little Mermaid. If anyone complains about this, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think we need to preempt it. Like we can talk about it if and when it happens, but. I'm just preempting being annoyed. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, yeah, what was it? We don't need to make things up to get mad about. <laughs> no, make things up to get mad about. Well, it's what some people do, isn't it? And get mad about imaginary scenarios. I just haven't got a lot to say about Peter Pan and Wendy. Well, I thought it looked quite good. So if you've not got a much to say, you're a bit shit. But it, it looks fine. Before I realised it was going straight to Disney+. Plus. I was watching the trailer and I was thinking, yeah, I'll probably wait until it's on Disney Plus and then watch it. I'm not going to rush to the cinema to see it. And then it came up at the end with a Disney Plus logo. I'm like, oh, cool. Well, I have to so wait too long then. Um, I'm not sure if it gave a date on that, did it? 28th of April. 28th of April. Um, so not that far away, really. I think this is the first actual trailer we've had of it. They, they were talking about it and I think they spoke about it when we did our podcast on Disney's D23. Yeah, it was D23, which was our first episode, I think. Yeah, our first two episodes um, were on D23, and I think they announced it then, but this is the first trailer, which is, I feel like it's a bit weird, like a month and a bit before it gets released, we actually get a trailer. Yeah, it does seem late for the trailer. Yeah, that's what I mean. But but that's that's more common with streaming. Yeah, true. With it going straight to Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Jude Law looked cinema... good. Yeah, really good. Jude Law looked good as Captain Hook. The voice was very Captain Hook. Um, yeah. Like, it, it, it looks it... like a, a bit more of a darker side. Or, do you know what I mean? Like, not all fairy tales and rainbows. To be honest, like I'm not sure we needed a, a darker take on Peter Pan, particularly. Like, it's no. not something that I was clamouring for. It's not something that I think anyone particularly wanted. But, you know, it might be fine. I don't think it's going to be incredible. I think there's just there's a lot of adaptations around, like, Peter Pan, Neverland and that sort of thing. So I think they're just trying to do something a little bit different. Are they? Is it that? Does it, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem that different. It's the same story again. We're not... We're not reinventing the wheel. We're just readapting the same story. Like I said, I'll I'll watch it, but I'm not particularly uh, infused. Not giddy for it. No, I'm not giddy for it. <laughs> um, so <laughs> on that bombshell, um, we'll we'll go to unfortunately having to talk about this, the Flash. The Flash, trailer. yeah. I mean, we've we've one thing about... I will say about this. The suit looks better. Not great, but better. The suit looks better. We've talked before about our feelings on this film. We have previously said we're not going to be uh, reviewing the film 
on the podcast, I don't think. We're not going to be giving it its own episode like we have done for Black Panther and like we have done for Ant-Man. And like, you know, I would hope to do for any major superhero movie releases. But from a, we're making a moral choice not to for this one. Having said that, this trailer looked really good, didn't it? <laughs> it looked better than I expected. I, I, I was kind of annoyed how good it looked <laughs> because I, 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 I want to it... not support it. I want to not give this film my money. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of want to see that. That is the consensus of the internet. Everyone is pissed off and it actually looks good. Yeah. I said to you before, I don't think they can act very well in regards to Ezra Miller. I just I feel I, like I, there's no emotion to the voice any, at any point. I, I don't think that's particularly true. Um, have you seen We Need to Talk About Kevin? So I was talking to someone the other day and they said that is the only film they actually liked them in because they actually acted well. And I kind of agree. It's the moments where I think in the trailer, the voiceovers from Ezra Miller, where they're not actually on the screen, but you can hear their voice. It was those moments. It just didn't sound like there was acting. They just sounded like they were talking. But it, it's not It's not Ezra Miller that gets me particularly excited for this film. Like, I don't hate that interpretation of The Flash. I really didn't like the running like Phoebe in that episode of Friends in Justice League. Like, if there's one thing Flash should be able to do is run competently. Um, so I, I didn't particularly like that. But I don't hate that version of the Flash. I, that I, one job is running. They need to be able to run like a yeah. human. Um, but that was clearly a choice. I don't think Ezra actually runs like that. I, I, I assume, anyway. <laughs> I hope not. But I, as a nerd growing up in the 90s, cannot not get excited seeing Michael Keaton back in the role as Batman. And then I think Supergirl looks really cool as well. No, I, don't, and I think the, Supergirl looks really cool, but I don't know how I feel about how insane it looks like she's acting. Like, it's Supergirl off, gone off the rails. I mean, this is a multiverse Supergirl as well. This is yeah. a Supergirl who... It looks like has been kept prisoner since she landed on Earth. So has maybe lost a few marbles. I, I, maybe is just pissed. Possibly. <laughs> I mean it's that in different... the American sense and not drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we have so many Americans on here. We have people from the UK and people from... Where did you say? Like When, when you look at like the stats for the podcast, it, it's surprising. It's like, you know... 95% the UK, and then we'll be like a couple in Canada and one in America, and then like one in Belgium and one in France. So hi, if you're listening in France. Bonjour. Ça va? Yeah, all of that. Voulez-vous que croissant? Would you like to bed my croissant? I didn't know. That's not what I said. I'm pretty sure it is. Voulez-vous coucher? Would you like, yeah, would you like to go to bed in a croissant? <laughs> Voulez-vous coucher avec croissant? <laughs> I was just going to say, but beyond venue and news of the nerd. But yeah, it's a very different 
version of Supergirl to what we've seen before. Yeah, and I also feel like there are going to be a lot of surprises in this film. I don't think we've seen every. I don't think we've seen every version of the Flash that we're going to get in the film. I don't think we've seen every version of Batman that we're going to get in the film. In fact, there's a shot in the trailer that looks a lot like Christopher Nolan's Batman on his on the bike that he has in those yeah. films. That's it, Christopher Nolan's Batman. He was the director, wasn't he? Christian Bale's Batman. I mean, yeah. But yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that, that Batman on the bike. Do you know what I kept thinking throughout this trailer? Where are my pants? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that popped into my head. <laughs> I watched Lego Batman at the weekend, but that's not even in that film. Is the reason that this movie has taken so long... Did they have to wait to grow their hair out to film the other half of the film? Or did they do it the opposite way? And he had long hair and did that bit first. Has no one ever taught you about wigs? Uh, anyway, the other thing that makes me want to see this is because I am just a sucker for multiverses. Like, I have always found that idea really cool. Uh, I I loved it when they did it in Red Dwarf. Some of my favourite episodes have like alternate versions of characters in. Before I ever read comics, I used to just like read through Wikipedia and I, I spent hours in my bedroom just reading about like weird alternate versions of different comic book characters. Like I just love like alternate versions of characters. I have always found the idea fascinating. And when it's done right, gives some like really, really great stories. As which we're, which we're hoping Marvel will end up doing it right eventually. Well, I mean, I mean they haven't so far, really, have they? No way home. Uh, okay, no way home is the exception. Every other like Ant Man and Doctor Strange didn't do it well. I mean, Ant Man's not particularly multiversey either. I think we're going to get more and more multiverse stories as well, uh, especially seeing as everything, everywhere, all at once, just cleaned up at the Screen Actors Guild Awards. I've still not seen it. Is it multiversal? Yeah, and it's it's on Amazon Prime as well, so you can watch it for free. Uh, it, is, it is on my list. So, yeah, I'll, like I say, I, I don't want to support this film, but I am going to try my best to find a way to watch it without giving it any money. However, I would never break the law, and I resent any accusations otherwise. <laughs> I will probably wait until it comes on to Disney. It won't be on no, Disney. It won't go on. <laughs> You'll wait in a while. No. What's it go- what would it go on to? Netflix, maybe? I think the first place it'll probably turn up streaming in the UK will be uh, Sky. Oh, yeah, probably. So um, I'll watch it on Sky when it comes on, on there because I don't really want to pay to go to the cinema to watch it. Although, like I said, it's uh, I think there's going to be some surprises in there. So it is a film I kind of want to see as quickly as possible. So if anyone wants to donate tickets to the well, film... Well, no, because that's still, that's still giving money to the film. That's defeating the object. It's not also but, giving money I mean, to the film. I mean, you know, I, I have an unlimited card... For Cineworld, so I could go without any money changing hands. Yeah, you were already but paying for it. I'm sure, you know, money still goes to whatever. You know, I'll work out the details later. 
Maybe I'll pay to go into a different film and then sneak into that screen. Just so that I don't support it. <laughs> <laughs> they catch you going in. They're like, what are you doing? This is not your screen. It's like, this is what I wanted to see, but I didn't want to pay to see it. But I've paid the same amount. <laughs> yeah. Take the cinema staff through a long history of the crimes of Ezra Miller. Like, look, this is this is the deal. This is why I've not paid to come <laughs> to see this film. Because we don't understand how they're still in this film. I reckon they just sank too much money into it by time. Yeah, like that. They're, they're not. They're not gonna. I know they said you know Batgirl was pretty much all filmed, but that's very different to being like finished, and it wasn't as big of a budget of a film. You don't get like a film finish like this and then them go no we're not we're just not going to release it because that's dead money yeah and look at the reviews for aquaman's got well yeah we'll get to that but also i i've been seeing a lot of rumors because the flash tv show is now coming to an end i think it's just starting its final season so the rumors have been ramping up that grant gustin is going to play the flash going forward i don't i, I would love that i think he's a good actor yeah i I really don't good. know if that's likely, uh, but I would also kind of be surprised if we don't get at least a Grant Gustin cameo in this film. I feel Maybe. like then he might appear in the film, even if he's not, you know, the future Flash of the DCU. If he is the future Flash, then this might be the way of putting him in. That would be the obvious way, you know. It would be an easy way for them to do it. Without... Flash gets back to his own timeline and then looks in the mirror and he's got Grant Gustin's face. Because he was a Skrull. I mean, like, he's, he's turned into Grant Gustin, not just like he's got this stapled Grant Gustin's face on his own. He's just done an Arya Stark and just pulled <laughs> yeah. a different face off. Anywho. <laughs> Moving on to Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Indeed. I... I'm cautiously optimistic about this film. Yeah, I am cautiously optimistic. There are some things in there, like we get more sassy dog. Yeah, it's kind of sad, but I, I don't think I've ever been like particularly cautious about any Marvel film going in. Like I'm always pumped for them, and I don't know if it's just the repeated mediocrity of more recent films, but I'm more like, yeah, it'll be cool. Yeah, um, I think it, it looks quite good. As I said, we get more Sassy Dog, which we got in the Christmas special, which won the best bits of the Christmas special. Yeah, yeah. actually, you know, thinking of the, the, the Christmas special does actually elevate my hopes for this because I really enjoyed that. a bit more hope for it. We get an otter, so a rocket otter. Yes. Which looks cool. There's a, a part in the trailer where they look like Teletubbies or Tweenies, and it really confuses me. Well, they're all in different coloured... Space. Yeah. See, my first thought <laughs> was Power weird. Rangers. I did think that, but then I thought, no, not that cool. <laughs> the one of the last things in the trailer, and I'm down for it, is a Pebula. Pebula. Peter Quill Nebula. Pebula. I'm shipping Pebula. Pebula. It sounds like like a little nugget of shit or something. It's just a little Pebula. <laughs> Peter Quill is a little nugget of shit. <laughs> It's the worst character in Guardians at Galaxy. I have previously said that Peter Quill is going to die in this film. Um, and, you know... Also, it's it's Nebula carrying him my, when he looks yeah, dead. Yeah, my, my prediction has been that he's going to throw himself in front of a space bullet to save Gamora. I reckon he's going to do it to save but, Nebula. No, this film now makes me think he's not going to die. 
because they wouldn't show him looking all dead if he was going to die. <laughs> or is that to lull you into a false sense of security? You think security it's a double bluff? Where, yeah, so that he, you see that scene in the movie and, he, and he's alive after, and then he dies pretty much straight <laughs> after that. And you're just like, why are you messing with my emotions like this? I just, I hope it doesn't have as many death fake outs as what uh, Love and Thunder did. We pretended everyone in that film had died, and then we're like, no, nope, we're fine. But I am, I am optimistic about it. It does look like a good trailer. Guardians of the Galaxy soundtracks are, are always great. Yep, there's going to be a new vinyl in my collection by the end of this year. <laughs> uh, since you've been gone. Great sat, uh, tune for the trailer. Yeah, Adam Warlock. I like the look of Adam Warlock. I think it looks. I don't cool. know. I think it looks a bit better in this when you see him flying. Yeah, but yeah, I, still and I not really like fully sold. I really like Will Poulter as an actor. Um, he's been in some good stuff. He's generally been a comedy actor in the past, hasn't he? I don't know. The only thing actually I can really picture him in. Is We're the Millers. Uh, it was in We're the Millers. It was in Maze Runner. Oh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Uh, it was in Car- uh, Chronicles and Narnia. Yeah. It was in The Revenant, which is quite a serious film. Comedy masterpiece. When he gets fucked by that bear. <laughs> <laughs> I've not actually seen it that No, it, yeah, it's not a funny film. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh... But yeah, he's in all Maze Runners and he does well in that. And that's definitely a more serious set of movies. Yeah. Um, so I, f- I think he'll do do quite well as Adam Warlocks. It's a bit midway in between, especially in a Guardians film. It's got to have that serious aspect, but also a little bit of lightheartedness in there. The trailer looks like it's trying to play it quite seriously, but we, we all know that it, it will definitely be uh, more towards the comedic side of the scale of Marvel films because, you know, Guardians films always are. Although that first... So I remember the the trailers for the first Guardians film made it look hilarious. And I went in, I'd got a preview screening, went to see it like a week before it had released. So excited. This was like at the height of my Marvel fucking hype fandom. And, you know, it starts and I'm like, here we go, get ready to laugh. And it starts with his fucking mum dying. <laughs> it does. It starts, are you like, oh, okay. Yeah. Different tone. It does improve after that bit. Is there any other trailers you want to cover quickly before we move on to news? No, I don't, I don't think there's really any, any other big trailers out there. The only other trailers I think I've seen, uh, I, I've watched the trailer for Tetris. Looks like it could be a cool film. It's going to be um, an Apple original though and i don't have yeah. apple plus but i do want to get it because i still need to watch coda i've not seen that yet so i might try and uh, get a free trial or something and and watch them both yeah and also i think in the super bowl there was a weird trailer for the mario movie which was like an advert for the mario brothers plumbing company okay and in it, they sing a song that I think was like the theme tune to a Mario cartoon or something. I don't know. I saw people getting all excited about this song that I'd never heard before anyway. So it's not important. Fine then, fuck you. Right, next. <laughs> I will kick us off with the news. So, Warner Brothers are planning new Lord of the Rings films. Oh shit, yeah, I did see that. So, during the quarterly earnings call on Thursday... 
uh, they announced they're planning a new series of the Lord of the Rings films. There's no like timelines or creatives being announced for it yet. Yeah, they've not even announced like what they actually are, have they? They've, they've said no. new Lord of the Rings films, but are they going to be like adapting further Tolkien works? Because I think he did a lot more like short stories and tie-in books and things like that. So all the company could say for now is that they've brokered a deal for multiple films based on the J.R.R. Tolkien books. I think some people online have assumed that they're remaking The Lord of the Rings. I don't think that will be the case. I can't see that happening. No. It'd either go one way, it'd be the worst thing in history, or it'd be incredible. Yeah. There's only... it... I, I, I don't think there's enough distance between... And like I, I know they were probably like twenty years ago or something now, but I still I don't think there's enough distance between those films and now to start remaking yeah. the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So Variety did speak with Peter Jackson, who obviously directed the Lord of the Rings films, and he said um, they've kept us in the loop every step of the way. And he went on to advert, we look forward to speaking with them further to hear their vision for the franchise moving forward. So it looks like they may be getting Peter Jackson back on board. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what comes of that. Because I I didn't hate Rings of Power like some people did. It wasn't No, I, I quite enjoyed it. Wasn't it wasn't amazing. There were things in it that I didn't like. There were things in it that I thought worked better. But, you know, it was an enjoyable series. Yeah. And there were certain there were episodes some episodes that were really good and some episodes that were a bit slow and boring. Yeah. Well, all in all, it was it was enjoyable. My next bit of news is two bits that go kind of together. So Ant Man takes the top spot at the box office. So this is Ant Man's opening weekend, which is to be expected. New MCU release. It had an opening weekend of 104 million, and Avatar: The Way of Water came in second place with 6.1 million in the same week that Ant Man came out. It's now at two point two billion. Yeah, it is now the third highest grossing film of all time, is it? Yeah, I think it's jumped above Titanic now. Yeah, it's above Titanic. Is there is only uh, Avengers Endgame and Avatar in front of it. And yeah, I don't think it's, it's gonna get I, I think third place is where it's gonna stay for now. I, I don't think it's gonna get up to second or first place. The bit of news that links in with that yeah. is that Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania's box office, has MCU's worst second weekend drop. It does. <laughs> um, ticket sales were down 69% Which in its second week. Which is insane. Week. Fall of and Thunder had a 67% drop, and Black Widow had 67.8% yeah. drop, and Eternals was a 62% drop. However, but- it, it's not... It's it's not the uh, it, yeah I don't it's not cause for concern basically it's not it's not surprising but but also big releases like that tend to have a big chunk of their box office returns are in the first week because everyone rushes out to see them yeah but you think where it's where it is with the other films that aren't great Love and Thunder Black Widow yeah Eternals. and also Ant Man has always historically had lower a lower box office return than other Marvel films. It's had a really it had a really good opening week weekend though. It did because all the all the big Marvel nerds want to go and see it and want to go and see it straight away. Nobody else cares yeah. about Ant Man. 
So I think that's that's why it's got had such a huge second week drop. And, and obviously, as well as the reviews, if the reviews had been glowing for it, it wouldn't have had a drop off like that. But so anyone that was on the fence will have made their decision based on the reviews. Yeah, and the black I'll wait till it comes out on streaming. Yeah. My last bit of TV and movie news, and then I'll let you talk about TV and movie, is it's not massive, but I thought this was a bit crazy. So Zendaya, her new Euphoria salary is reportedly around $1 million per episode. No, it seems fair. It's a huge insane. show. It's an absolutely it is a huge, huge show. show. It's also a massive amount of money per episode. It is, yeah. Like, that's... That, that's what the Friends stars were on by, like, Series 10 of Friends. But yeah. also that was, like, 30 years ago or something. So <laughs> it wasn't that long ago, was it? Or like 20 years ago, something like that. Anyway, so a, a million dollars then and a million dollars now will be, like, very different things. But, yeah, I think when she's, like, the co-lead of one of the biggest shows in America, yeah, a million dollars an episode is fair. Yeah, so other people that have cracked the one million per episode of ongoing series, uh, Jason Sudakis. Who's he? Ted Lasso. Oh, okay. Uh, Harrison Ford and Hel- Helen Mirren on 1923, and Chris Pratt on the Terminal List. So they're ongoing shows, but have also those uh, stars have managed to crack one million per episode. But I just saw it and I thought, wow, okay, that's a lot of money, and that this is for season three. So I've got some tech, gaming, and science news, but I want to hear your movie and TV news first. Okay, so let's start with... You want to start with some MCU news? Of course. Okay, so Kevin Feige uh, was interviewed by Entertainment Weekly. Um, and it's a, it's a really interesting interview, actually. It's worth just reading through the whole thing, but a few takeaways from it. He speaks about working with Harrison Ford and how that's something he's wanted to do for a long time and how Harrison Ford playing uh, Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross in Captain America New World Order will be President Ross. Oh. Which I thought was interesting. Although it does make me think maybe he won't be Red Hulk if he's going to be the president. Why? I don't... Why can't President be Red Hulk? Well, you know... Discrimination. It can if he really wants to be, but I would imagine that... I don't think he gets a choice. The the president... Well, I think the point with Red Hulk is, you know, Thunderbolt Ross has been after the Hulk for years and years and years and then decides that, okay, so the only way I'm ever going to be able to beat this guy is if I can match his power levels. So he gets himself hooked out. I don't think the president would be experimenting on himself like that. He's got knobheads that he can get to do that for him <laughs> uh, because yeah my my prediction for that was going to be that harrison ford is going to be the voice only after the first couple of films um but yeah there we go uh president ross they go on to ask him about thunderbolts he said yeah we've got a lot of things shooting relatively soon what's fun about that is that they're barely heroes none of them would consider themselves heroes and when your de facto leader is Bucky Barnes, that's sort of all you need to know. And I, I don't know if that was known before, that Bucky is going to be the leader of the Thunderbolts and not just a member. Although it makes sense. I think 
I think it was assumed because he was in it and he's kind of the most tenured. Oh, good word. Thank you. Although I would imagine Red Guardian might consider himself best suited to be leader. It'd probably just be drunk all the time. <laughs> they also mentioned the Blade movie starring Mahershala Ali. He said that that will start filming in about 10 weeks or so. So that's okay. exciting news. Uh, the next thing they asked about was Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Uh, it was quite short and sweet on this one. He said, all I will say is that we have the story. We have big ideas for that, and our writers are just putting pen to paper now. So it looks like, you know, there's been rumours flying around that Tom Holland renewed his contract to carry on playing Spider-Man, so it looks like that's accurate. But yeah, he talked about a lot of things in this interview. Uh, he talked about Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio coming back. He talks about mutants. He mentions uh, Hugh Jackman coming back for Deadpool and mentions that that will be the MCU's first R-rated film. Uh, so yeah, it's it's quite a big interview and it's well worth reading, but I just thought I'd pick those few bits out that were most interesting to me. There's some very exciting stuff coming out in MCU. Okay, my next bit of MCU news. Disney Parks announced that a short musical is coming to their parks this summer, and that musical is Rogers the Musical that was seen in Hawkeye. Did you say this on the last last podcast? No, I mentioned it to you on the phone the other day. I remember you mentioning it, and I'm like, I kind of want to go just to see how what it's like. But he calls it a short one-act musical. So I think maybe it's just that Battle yeah. of New York song that's in... Because uh, when I first saw this, I thought they were going to adapt like a full-length play. And I, like, I would love to see that. But yeah, I thought it was worth a mention, even though 99% of us will never see it. <laughs> yeah, and that is the sad fact. So I don't think we've actually mentioned this, but the Marvels has been pushed back. It was was it? I didn't know that. Yeah, it was meant to be releasing in July this year. It's been pushed back to November. Um, but you know, they never release exact reasons as to why they're doing these things. But the prevailing rumor at the minute seems to be that they've had so much backlash for their shoddy visual effects recently that they're pushing it back because this is obviously going to be an effect-heavy movie. Yeah. So they've pushed it They've pushed sorted. it back to be able to really work on those effects, which, if true, I'm very pleased about because, as I mentioned on our Ant-Man podcast, I've not been particularly thrilled with the MCU visual effects recently. Yeah, um, and we've said before that pushing it back, if it's going to make it a better movie, we're all for that. Yeah, I always have that. That opinion on movies, on games, it's always a disappointment if something you look forward to gets delayed. But if it's to make a better end product, then, yeah, obviously, by all means, go ahead. That's been pushed quite a bit, though, really. Uh, what is it, like, four months? Yeah, and like normally like Blade got pushed back, but I think that was only by a month when it got pushed back. No, that's been pushed no, back. No, not more played. Than that. They were they were a different one, um, but got pushed back by a month uh, when we last talked about things getting pushed back. I mean, also, when does Guardians of the Galaxy come out? It makes sense to give it a bit more space between it and Guardians of the Galaxy. April, isn't it, Guardians? May, fifth of May. 
Okay. So yeah, I mean, Ant Man come out in February. That come out in May, and then the Marvels come out in July. They were a bit close together, so there's yeah. every chance we've just tried to separate them a bit more because because they're aware that people are getting a bit of MCU overload. Kevin Feige has mentioned as well that they want to focus a bit more on quality over quantity and maybe not put out as many Disney Plus shows because, yeah, when it's just a constant stream, it stops being special, doesn't it? So can I just point something out? Yeah. So on this podcast that we've done in the same day and earlier, we mentioned the Peter Pan and Wendy and you said, don't make things up to get angry about. Right. So Puberty, who are a quite a big like Instagram news thing. Um and they're called what? Puberty. They're called puberty. They are called puberty. Well that tells you all you need to fucking know, doesn't it? <laughs> uh it's like an entertainment news um link a lot of stuff from like uh Lad Bible and that sort of thing. I've never but heard they've of just them. so basically they've come out saying first look at Yara Shahidi's Tinkerbell in Disney's upcoming film, Peter Pan and Wendy. And straight away, comments like, here we go again. It's all just so tiring. Republicans punching the air because she ain't white. And straight away, it's already got, like, it's been up for all of 10 minutes and it's got thousands of comments. Yeah. People are predictable. I predicted it about half an hour ago and already the, the top comment, like, here we go again. It's like, yeah, shut up. It's a fictional character. Non-white people existing in movies that I was never going to watch. How dare they? <laughs> How dare they? I'm not going to watch it, but I don't want to know it exists. The people who are getting angry at these things are rarely the people that it is being aimed at. I don't think it's ever the people that it's been like at. the Little Mermaid. Anyway, like fifty-year-old like, 50 white men getting angry about a mermaid. Yeah, but uh, there's, there's only so much. I just found it. Funny, yeah, but no, it's just no. It, it's worth mentioning. I don't want to linger on it because we've. No, I just found it funny that it, as we, you said earlier. I feel like we've said all so... we need to say on these morons, and I guess we'll talk about them again when we do our Last of Us episode. Um, so was me talking about the Marvels that boring that you were sat scrolling through Instagram? No. <laughs> I was multitasking. Oh, okay. I was I was multitasking, but it's the Marvels is probably I think it was the one I said I'm most excited for, wasn't it? When we did our um It might have been. I I have got the document somewhere. One second, I will find it. Why not make a different new black character instead of just remaking characters race swapped? Because they're it making Peter cheap. Pan. <laughs> it feels cheap. Like, imagine if it should they have just like changed the name of Tinkerbell? Do you not? Do you not? The most repeated comment on that is what? Why is she black? Just why is she black? Great. They've just become a caricature of themselves at this point. Yeah, your prediction is that the best MCU movie of 2023 was going to be the Marvels. Oh, you also said you were. <laughs> I think we can count this one out already. <laughs> you also said that the highest grossing movie was going to be Ku Ant U Mania. 
Didn't you say something about Quantum Mania? You said the highest grossing film was going to be Quantum Mania. Uh, I didn't have any Quantum Mania predictions. I said the best movie was going to be Spider Verse, and the highest grossing movie was going to be the Marvels, and I still stand by that. Damn it. So, a couple of bits of of DC news. The Hollywood Reporter has projected that Shazam Fury of the Gods is on track to get a 35 to $40 million opening weekend. What what did you say Ant-Man's was, for comparison? 104. 104 million. Yeah, for, for a big budget movie like that, That's 35 to $40 million low is low. Low ball and I don't know the why, shit I, out of that. I thought people quite liked Shazam. I think it, look, it looks better than Ant-Man. <laughs> Shazam... The first one in 2019 got a $53 million opening weekend and its budget was $100 million. I'm not sure what the budget of this one is. But yes, it doesn't look like good news. But also, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom has been shown to test audiences and it is not going well if uh, rumours are to be believed. And they've urged them not to release it. I mean, they won't not release it but yeah apparently people walked out it was so bad was this the one where people walked out of like three different test screenings i don't know i I just read that people had walked out this might not mean that it's the end result ends up being terrible because quite often the movie that is shown to test audiences is pretty unrecognizable from what ends up being actually released depending how well yeah. they go but, uh, yeah, there's a lot that can be done in the edit and they might even film some pickups. Although I think they've already done some pickup filming. But if it has actually been that bad, you know, there's nothing to stop yeah. them doing more. Then again, how much money do they want to put into this if the franchise is ending here? Just call it a, just call it a bad day. See how much money they can make back. Yeah. Okay, I think that's all my superhero news. Any more TV and movie stuff? Yeah, I have one last bit of movie news. Oh, in fact, no, there's something else I need to mention that I've, I've not got open in front of me, but I've just remembered. So uh, Guy Ritchie has said they've been kicking around some ideas for a live-action Aladdin sequel. Okay. Which, yeah, I think Aladdin is one I'm of okay the better live-action remakes that Disney have done. Yeah. It's still not as good as the cartoon. And that it was never going to be possible because of Genie. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I I would rather see, I would rather them just not do live action remakes and just do live action sequels. Yeah. Like stop just remaking the exact same film, but in live action and start doing something different with it. I would rather see them do this and they're doing a sequel to, or is it a prequel to the Lion King live action, aren't they? Mufasa. Yeah. So, there's nothing confirmed. He says we've been kicking around some ideas, so there's nothing definite. Uh, His actual quote was, I'd very much like to. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed that experience. It was a great experience. That whole Disney thing, as you can imagine, is such a professional outfit. Just from that perspective, it was so much fun. I would very much like to. We'll wait and see. We've been kicking around some ideas for some time now, so it'd be great to do. It would be great to go back there. And I think it did. I think it did fairly well at the box office. Yeah, yeah. I remember it doing quite well. Did it well. get a billion? I think it got a billion. Yeah. Which I say pretty well. It did fucking amazingly, didn't it? So yeah, Disney would probably be mad not to do a sequel 
if it made that much. So if, it, if, if it's got 100 million budget, if, as long as it gets over that. I think the budget would probably be higher than 100 million. Do you think? Yeah, 100 million's not a huge budget for a, a blockbuster film. Like Shazam didn't get that much. Yeah. I know. Okay, let's Google it. Aladdin 2019 budget. It was $183 million, apparently. That went far off. Oh, yeah, just $83 million. Yeah, it's not that much. Okay, I I would have thought it would have been more than that, to be honest, but yeah. that's So it, it made a shit ton of money anyway. And that's what makes Disney happy. Um, It has also been announced that Disney are making sequels to Frozen, which, well, like... Why? I watched Frozen. It wasn't a bad <laughs> film. It was a good film. It's not. It's okay. It's not a, the best Disney film. It's nowhere near as good as Moana. Moana is just on another level. Moana's excellent. Um, and also Toy Story. Okay. We're making a Toy Story five, which with new toys. No, I think Buzz and Woody are going to be back. Which is, uh, I don't know. It just felt like they ended it so well. Yeah. With four, to be honest, they ended it so well with three, with the, the toys that now have a, a new child that's actually going to play with them again, and it felt like that was a definitive end. And then it felt like it ended again so well with four, with Woody finding a, a new purpose to his life and is reunited with Bo Peep. That like, can they do that again? Can they give it a, a another another good another ending. good ending? Yeah. Because it feels like they're just going to keep doing it until they fuck it up. <laughs> like they're going to keep doing it until no one wants to see it anymore, which doesn't feel like the right thing to do. But you know, they're in the business of making money, and money. Toy Story films are always going to make money. Yeah, they're not aimed at us, are they? I mean, Toy Story films might not be aimed at us, but I still fucking love Toy Story films. Yeah, nothing beats the first Toy Story. So, if that's all your movie news, I'm going to go on to a little bit of gaming. So, February 27th, also known as Pokemon Day 2023. So, they had Pokemon Presents. I saw a bit of that, yeah. Just announced a few things. So, for the first time ever, the Pokemon World Championships will be held in Japan, which seems weird, but it's for the first time. Yeah, it does. So gamers will compete in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, the trading card game, and Pokemon Unite, which I believe is the mobile game. Yeah, it's it's a mobile game. I'm, I feel like I must have downloaded it at some point. Like, What, what do you do with it? I'm going to look it up. I haven't, but if you can use a code, if, you've, if you have got it, you can use a code to get the legendary Pokemon Zacian, the dog with the, that's holding the sword. Well, yeah, I think I did download it. It's not... Yeah, it's not my kind of game, which is why I didn't. I mean, keep if you it. want to get this Pokemon, you can put the code in. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> what What is it? Because I've never actually. It's one of those games where, like, you're going into like teams of three. I think just looking at the screenshots, there's a few games like it. Oh, it's five on five battles, and there'll be different game modes. Like, there's a Marvel one that's similar. I think there's a, a like okay. Disney multiverse thing that we do that's similar as well so another thing they announced is a stop motion animation for netflix called pokemon concierge 
which will take place on a Pokemon resort and follows the story of a concierge named Haru and the many po- Pokemon that visit as guests. Um, there was a very brief trailer depicted uh, a walking Psyduck. Okay. Which is it's kind of cool that there's that sort of thing coming out. Yeah, I like that they're not just sticking with one animation style. Yeah. They're experimenting with different things. Pokemon Sleep, which a lot of people thought had just kind of fell into nothingness, which is a little like an alarm clock crossed with Pokemon Go. Yeah, it's I've seen that. So you reward could... you for getting a good night's sleep. Yeah. It's it's like one of those sleep trackers that you can download onto your phone, but Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. And which is kind of mad. And you can buy a button that goes with it, so you press the button when you're gonna sleep and a Pikachu, Pikachu's at you. And then you press it again when you wake up, which is fine if you don't, you know, share a bedroom with anyone else. Yeah. Because you don't want your partner waking up and going, I better record that I've woken up. Pika pee! That is a easy way to get no sex. <laughs> so Pokemon Scarlet and Violet updates have been announced. And, and DLC. Yes, I'm coming to that. Oh. Shut your mouth. All right, fuck you. Um, <laughs> um, so, new Paradox Pokemon are coming to Scarlet and Violet. Do you know what the Paradox Pokemon are? The first I've seen of Paradox Pokemon was yesterday on this stream. Okay. So, so it looks like it's like fucked up versions of existing Pokemon. So, Paradox Pokemon are... So, in Scarlet, you've got prehistoric versions of Pokemon. Okay. And in Violet, you've got futuristic. So, a lot more, like, mechanical. Okay. And Weird. it is really cool. It's a really cool take. So for Scarlet, there will be a Paradox version of Suicune. I don't think they... Oh, it's... and they're calling it Walking ta... uh, Walking Wake. Yeah, so that was one of the legendary beasts from Gen 2. Yep, one of the legendary dogs. Well, the reason I said beasts is because no one... Some people call them legendary dogs, other people call them legendary cats. I've always defo thought they were dogs. The defo dogs. Um, and then to uh, Pokemon Violet, you'll be getting Iron Leaves, which is a paradox version of Verizion, which was a grass type, like... Legendary from one of the more recent gens, wasn't it? Was it? X yeah. and Y, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it looks really cool, and... I'm excited to get them. Um, but yeah, and the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC has been announced, which will be called The Hidden Treasure of Area Zero. It'll be a two-parter, so part one will be called The Teal Mask, and that'll be released in fall or autumn of 2023. And part two, the Indigo Disc, will come out in winter 2023. There we go. Um, so there's going to there's going to be a lot uh, a lot more areas that are really, that uh, come out in it. There's going to be some old returning Pokemon as well. There's going to be some new created Pokemon coming into it. So it's it's really cool, and I like the idea of the whole DLC thing with the Pokemon because it there is a lot more of the online aspect of things with the Switch that they can just release DLCs. Yeah, you're talking about DLC as though it's a a new innovative idea that Pokemon have just come up with. No, as in DLCs within Pokemon, because normally you play the game and you either play the game again from the beginning or you don't play it again. Yeah, although, you know, with Legends Arceus, it was just a free update they released for the post-game content. 
it was nothing that you needed to yeah. buy. So I, I think I got it after that, so it was already there, so I didn't notice it. Yeah. So what is your gaming news? My gaming news is, so we talked on our gaming podcast with Phil. We were talking about Baldur's Gate 3. Yes! And how I was very disappointed about Google Stadia shutting down because it meant I wasn't going to be able to play it. It has since been announced that Baldur's Gate 3 will be released on PlayStation 5 on August 31st this year at the same time as it will come out on Windows and Mac. It, the full release. It is also being developed for Xbox Series X and S, but there isn't a release date for that yet. So essentially, it's kind of an, a PlayStation exclusive up until it, it, it will be a timed exclusive, Xbox. yeah. Yeah, which is cool, and I'm excited to get to play it. And, and well, I'm guessing this is the other day why you told me that it means you're buying a PlayStation 5. I think this means that by the end of this year, there will be a PlayStation 5 in my house. I don't know whether to it's... wait. Well, the games I want to play that I'm not going to be able to play on PlayStation 4, I think so far are this and Spider-Man 2. So I think this year will be the it's, year it's that too, I make the leap. Two big, two very big games. Yeah. So I'm just excited for that full release. Um, but it's really good news that it is coming to console, because especially for you, because obviously we played D&D together. It's a very D and D. It feels like you are playing D and D. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So this was earlier this year that this was revealed, but we've not actually spoke about it. So I don't know if you know Razer, um, people that sell like gaming keyboards to laptops. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, so it's who I've got my headset with. It's really good headset. So they've also got some full-size speakers, but earlier this year, they revealed an advanced head-tracking soundbar, um, and it's now available for purchase. A head-tracking soundbar? So it tracks where you are and pushes the sound in that direction. It feels unnecessary, doesn't it? Like, just buy <laughs> some headphones. <laughs> <laughs> but how cool is that, though? It is cool, like... So for three hundred and ninety nine dollars, I, I, I like unnecessary technology. It is cool, <laughs> but it is like if you've got it on your TV and you're walking around room doing like hat chores and that, it'll always sound the same. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I just think it's it's really really cool. So I wanted to mention it, and so I I had to add some science news in there. So the first bit is Europe's oldest known humans actually mated with Neanderthals surprisingly often. Okay. So analysis of DNA found in human fossils from around 45,000 years ago suggests that interbreeding between Homo sapiens and Neanderthals were on, who were on the fast track to extinction occurred more commonly than has often been assumed. So basically, Homo sapiens were just like, oh, Neanderthals, give me a bit of that. But I think is it, is it really that surprising? Ancient humans like to shag as well. Like, <laughs> but it's a it's a different species. It's well, I you know, it's I'm not an expert on the matter, but it's like subspecies, isn't it? Is is, is it like yeah. two, two different kinds of monkeys shagging? Yeah, it's like a gorilla fucking an orangutan. No, I, I don't I don't think it's <laughs> quite because of that I'm not sure how the physics said that would work like <laughs> leaving biology completely out of it but 
It doesn't seem good <laughs> for the orangutan. <laughs> Although I think orangutans are bigger than you'd, you'd expect, but still, gorillas are fucking massive. The face, though, isn't it? Like, how are you going to get we're kissing on the face? Because orangutans have a. Really I don't think we're bothered face. about the romance. <laughs> You're going to get a bit of romance on it. I think the thing with this that kind of blows my mind is the ancient DNA came from a tooth and two bone fragments, uh, radiocarbon dated to between 43,000 and 46,000 years ago. So they found out that we were interspecies breeding from a tooth. Yeah, yeah, that that is amazing. I do like the idea that most people that listen to this podcast probably listen because... They want to hear us talk about uh, superhero movies and TV shows and video games. Really? And, you really think that's the reason? And then you decide to start talking about snake clitorises and fucking Neanderthals. Our mum did come up to me and say, how do you know that snakes have clitorises? And I was like, that's what I want to know. Um, my last bit of news in terms of science is They've found out that fish can recognise themselves in photos and <laughs> further evidence proves they may be self-aware. Okay. Uh, how have they discovered this? This is from Masanori Koda of Ahsoka, Osaka Metropolitan University in Japan. Yeah. Saying that it may be time to rethink the assumption um, that a larger brain means more intelligent because fish have such small brains. And his coder's previous research showed that blue street cleaner wrasses can pass the mirror test, a controversial cognitive assignment that purportedly reveals self-awareness. Yeah. So basically they've stuck a mirror in front of a fish and he's going, ah, trying to get me here, you bastard. Ah, no, that's me. put a mirror in front of a fish and it checked its makeup. Just pulled out a little purse. (laughs) Thanks. I was like, oh, I'm looking especially blue today. Nice. <laughs> Look at that streak. <laughs> uh, but in a new study, more fish have passed the mirror test. So what do you have to do to pass the mirror test? They're trying to see if they think it's another fish or they know it's them. But how do they know? So the test involves exposing an animal to a mirror and then putting a mark on the animal's face or body to see if they will notice it on their reflection and try and touch it on their body. Right, yeah, no, I have heard Previously, that before. only a handful of large-range species, including chimpanzees and other great, great apes, dolphins, elephants, and magpies have passed the test. Yeah. But now fish have, and in a new study, more fish have done it, but also in still photographs as well. So do you think... Is this just that they never bothered doing the test on fish before because they assumed that they would fail it? Or have they tested fish before and they failed and now fish are getting smarter? Do we have to worry about a fish uprising? Like Planet of the Apes, but fish. Unless someone gives them robot legs like in Futurama now, because it takes a couple million years for them like, to develop legs, doesn't it? All the toxic waste we've been dumping into the oceans is making fish more intelligent (laughs) and they're plotting their revenge as we speak. Possibly, very possibly. In the deep depths of the ocean, there's just a committee in in negotiations of where they're going to attack first. Cool. I, for one, welcome our new fish overlords. (laughs) All praise the fin priest. Do you have anything else? Uh, No, so that's it for my news. On to the last segment. 
Which is re- what? recommendations. What have you been watching, playing? Well, I've not I've not had a lot of time to play anything, but when I have, I've mostly uh, been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which we've, I think, spoke about before. Has your opinion improved or...? Slightly. Okay. Slightly. I'm still not, like... It just doesn't lend itself, does it? Like uh, No. Like, Vikings and stealth just don't go hand in hand. It'd be a good game if it was named something else. Yeah, yeah, possibly. The fact it's got the Assassin's Creed name ruins those three games. No, no, I don't think... No, as in they would be... All three of them would be much better without that name. But I enjoyed Origins and Odyssey a lot more than I've been enjoying Valhalla. And I just think parts of it are tedious, and I think the map might be too big. Yeah. And... Which map? I'm currently in England on it. I know you can go to France, and I assume I'll be returning to Norway. Yeah. So I I do think there's possibly too much to do. I like that your horse can swim in this one. Yeah. Makes some bits a lot easier. Uh, And also, I've been using the, like, auto horse run feature quite a bit. Just like, okay, I need to go there, set my horse running, and then play around on Marvel Snap while it gets there. So that's probably the thing I've been playing most is Marvel Snap. Don't fucking promote that game on here again. It, it, it is a really good game. No, it's not. It's shit. You're just addicted. Have you played you it? You said that. Have you played no, it? No, you, you said that. You said it's terrible, but it's just I really know. Addictive. I didn't say it's terrible. It's, it's a fun little mobile game. It's what mobile games should be. Like, I've never been able to get to grips with, like, playing a big game. On, like, you can download... Grand Theft Auto free port to your phone, and I've never, I've never really got to grips with playing a game like that on mobile. Marvel Snap is a perfect example of the type of game that mobiles are made for. Okay. But no, I, I do recommend it. Like you should play it. And no, no, not if it's addictive. So Phil, who uh, was on our gaming episode, cousin Phil, uh, he's been playing it as well. Uh, we've been trying to build him a deck. Baby in one hand, phone in the other. Yep. Okay, so what have you been watching? There's a program being added to Disney Plus. I think it already all aired in America like week by week, and then it's been added in one one drop on Disney Plus last week. It's called Fleischman is in trouble. And it's not the kind of program we I guess usually talk about on here. Not one per single person has a superpower. Which I think it might be the first time that any movie or TV show's ever done that. I'm not sure. Very possible. It's, it's it's innovative, but it's basically about a guy who lives in New York who's going through a nasty divorce um, and trying to find himself again. And it's about how different people deal with approaching middle age, and it just takes you through so many different emotions. Like you get emotional whiplash from it sometimes, and. As someone who's, you know, fairly newly married, like di- divorce is a terrifying concept. <laughs> She's already got the paperwork ready. There's not a lot I can say about it without spoiling it, but it is definitely worth a watch. Jesse Eisenberg is the titular Fleischman. Uh, his ex-wife is played by uh, Claire Danes. Um, his friend is played by Adam Brody. And Lizzie Kaplan plays his other friend. Okay. 
But that, so that's your recommendation. I think that's my only recommendation this week. Yeah, that's the only thing I've been watching that's worth a mention. I think that and you know, The Last of Us continues to be brilliant. Yep, really does. So I have been playing Let's Go Pikachu. Okay. I haven't played that um, one. It's basically a red and blue remake, isn't it? Kind of. But it's very different. Different style of gameplay, but story-wise. It's set in Kanto. Is it not the same? Yeah, it's kind of the same as uh, Blue and Yellow and Fire Red, Leaf Green. It took a lot of getting used to because when you encounter wild Pokemon, you don't battle them anymore. Yeah. there are There's like three in the whole game, I think. Um, I've only got to one, but I've had to, had to battle, and it's timed. And it was a Snorlax, and I didn't have anything that was super effective against a Snorlax. Yeah. So my time ran out because Snorlax is so defense-heavy. But encountering Wild and having to like throw the ball with the controller takes a lot of getting used to. And working out how to train the Pokemon, because actually catching Pokemon seems to train your party better. Okay. It's it's took a lot of getting used to. It's really good. And uh, once I finish this, I am going to go back to Scarlet and Violet. Cause there's so much happening with that at the minute. So I've rewatched Game of Thrones in like just over a week. Are you recommending Game of Thrones? I think you're a bit late to the party there. I'm not recommending. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what I'll be watching. Uh, what I am going to recommend though. So season three of Outer Banks got released on Netflix a couple of days ago. Okay. I think I'm on episode four or five. It's really good. It's one of those where, like, the episode ends and you're like, mm, just one more. I just, I want to know what happens. That's how we get you. And it's got, it's got a really different tone to the others. I think I haven't watched any to the other series. Oh, the whole. If you've not watched any of it, Outer Banks is incredible. It is really good. Madeline Klein, great actress. It's the only reason reason i mentioned that um the theme tune to the first season is titillating um but outer banks as a whole is really really good season three has just come out so i really recommend it okay so that is it for the news episode thank you for listening Obviously, if you want to get in touch, you can email notnpod at gmail.com or message us on Twitter at News of the Nerd. We also now have Facebook and Instagram. Just search News of the Nerd. We've got some clips that keep getting put up by our good editor, Jason, here, um, of just little clips of us talking just to get you interested. But obviously, the best thing that you can do to help us out is subscribe to your podcast listening app give us a rating on there tell your friends tell your uncles tell your cousins and obviously tell your mums but that is it from me today so goodbye from me and goodbye to all the super intelligent fish that are listening just remember i'm on your side
Hello and welcome to episode number 13 of News of the Nerd, the podcast where we talk about movies. <laughs> I just got a pop up as I was reading it, like popped up um, <laughs> over the words. It's I thought like... you just pronounced movies wrong. Movies? <laughs> no, like the page went unresponsive and it popped up over the stuff, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode number 13 of News of the Nerd, the podcast where we talk about movies. Te- Does it just not like me? What, you said movies again? Yeah, because it happened at the exact same point. Why does that make you forget how to say the word movies? Ant-Man and the Lost Kingdom has been having test screenings. Ant-Man and the Lost Kingdom? Yeah. Ant-Man. Fuck. It's it's like Black Panda all over again.